Welcome to this episode of Dialogue with Dylan. This one is a bit more casual. I had a conversation with my friend James, and we talked about his experience being a Christian, skepticism, the difference between being atheist and agnostic, controversial biblical teachings, and more. Remember, honesty, empathy, and civility. That's my goal here. Hope you enjoy it. We've talked, not really extensively, but we've had a bit of a back and forth about Christianity and and religion, and I'm just curious to get your take on a few aspects of Christianity because you've you've released some some videos and commentary and, and um, on uh, different stories in the Bible and I can sense your passion and everything as well so could you give us a, like a bit of a, a background about like your uh, uh, your testimony or like the way that your your worldview or beliefs transformed before you became a Christian and after yeah 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 sure I'd, I'd love to share on that um, so I grew up um, pretty much, pretty much hating, hating church, hating religion. Um, you know, I thought, I thought church was really like boring. I didn't understand, um, really what people were talking about, especially the preachers. I thought, but man, that preacher sounds pretty angry. That preacher sounds like he's about to die. He's like really old. I can't even follow him. Like I had all these thoughts I, and I was, you know, I was, pretty immature too. So I'd make, I would go to church and I'd make fun of people. I thought I actually, it's, it's weird because I, I'm a Christian now, but when I wasn't a Christian, I thought, I thought Christians were like really weird. I thought, um, they were pretty, I I viewed them as like closed minded. I viewed Christians as judgmental. I viewed them as naive even. Um, you know, I, I viewed them as just like, you know, uh, religious, like zealots, really. Um, I, I had, I was very strongly, I think, opposed to Christianity uh, for most of my life until I was about 18. Um, and, you know, when I was, when I was 18, I had a few experiences in college that, um, you know, really challenged my worldview and, you know, really hard things, you know, um, like life, life hits you sometimes when you least expect it. And when you fall down, you kind of, you get to thinking about, you know, what, what's really important. Right. Um, you know, and there, there were, there were always questions in the back of my mind of, of, you know, I, I always thought about, okay, who am I? Like, what am I here on earth for? Like, I kind of always in the back of my mind was afraid of like death. Like I was, I was, I was afraid of like, oh, what's gonna happen to me like after I die? Uh, that was something that I was, I was, especially when I was like a, a young kid, like nine years old, even I was terrified, terrified of like dying, because I didn't know what it, you know, I didn't know what it was like before I was born. I don't know what it's like, what it's gonna be like after I'm dead, you know? Um, mm-hmm. That that scared me. Um, but when I was in college. Um, was was really when you know my life changed like pretty drastically um you know i i would say the beginning of college and at near the end of high school i was pretty into partying and uh drugs and sex and um you know just really you know the church would say that that's a very worldly lifestyle they'd use that Mm -hmm. term or they would say that's very secular 
Um, yeah. And and I was I was I was what the church called would call lost or I was what the church would refer to as a sinner. Um, and um, and you know I, I I put these quotation marks because. Um, in the world, I guess, we don't really use those terms very much. Um, actually, from the world's perspective, like, it's the church people who are weird. But from the church perspective, sometimes it's the people in the world that are weird. And there's this disconnect. Um, that's, that's a different topic. Uh, mm -hmm. When I when I was in, when I was in college, I had these, uh, you know, these, these experiences, uh, like with like these spiritual, spiritual experiences um, that were, that I never had before, where, you know, I would encounter, right? I would, I would encounter like God and I would, I would, I would hear the voice of God. And, and you know, it was like terrifying. It was terrifying when it first happened because I'd never heard the actual voice of God. Like I didn't know what it, I thought people who said, Oh yeah, God told me to do this, or God told me to say this. I thought they were either lying or crazy. And then it happened to me. And then I said, "Whoa, that that's weird." Like I was terrified. I didn't want to. I actually didn't want to even tell anyone that this was happening. Um, um, and and over over time, I I realized like, oh, this is actually like good. And I I began, you know, discovering discovering Jesus right. Um, I began searching uh, to find out who Jesus really is. Um, I, un I, un I had this understanding, right, that that Christianity was all about Jesus, that, that Jesus, the man, was one of them. It was arguably the, one of the most influential figures in the history of humankind, right? That was something that I, I always knew that, but I didn't really know, know Jesus. I thought, oh. Jesus is a good teacher. He was a, he was a good person. He was a nice guy. And then a bunch of people hated him and they killed him. Like, like that's what I thought. I thought, yeah, they just, I guess people hated, people hate everybody. Right. So that's why he died. You know, I, that was kind of my understanding. It was very superficial. Um, and, and, you know, and what's really funny is like, is that from afar, Jesus looks great. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have no problems with Jesus. Like, I mean, I, from far away, I rarely would people say anything bad about Jesus. It's it's when you get close up to him, when you really dive deep and dig in to see who this character, who this person really, really was and still is. Um, then, then, you know, your perspective starts to change. Then you're challenged um, in your beliefs, in your mindsets about about God and about about life. Um, and uh, and so yeah, I, in just to wrap it up because I feel like I'm I'm rambling a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. Just that you know, I, I had an encounter with with Jesus. Like Jesus is real. I'm I'm gonna come out and say it. Like Jesus is real. And, um, you know, my life got changed, um, from that experience. And so you said that you, you, 
you grew up in the church or in a religious family and and were you secretly like atheist or or you didn't take it take it seriously and then you had had this epiphany or so is that is that accurate yeah yeah so so uh yeah my my parents would take me to church when i was really young through middle school i think but and, and you know, I loved I loved when I was really young. I loved hearing like Sunday school, like the Old Testament Bible stories. I thought they were really, I thought they were fantastical. You know, like Noah's mm-hmm. Ark or you know, David slaying Goliath or Samson and Delilah. You know, all these stories. I thought they were, I thought they were fascinating. I mean, I thought I I had a really good Sunday school teacher who was his name was Pastor T. He was this old bald guy. Um, and he was really funny. So I, I really enjoyed, uh, I, I enjoyed that, but in middle school and in high school, I was, I was probably agnostic. So mm-hmm. I thought, well, I don't know if there's a God and if there is a God, well, I'll never know. <laughs> I'll never know. I'll never know for sure. If there is a God, like, how can anyone know for sure anything? Right. <laughs> like what, what do you really even know to be true? Right. I kind of had that attitude of. Do you think that there's sort of this misunderstanding between atheist and agnostic? Because I think people will often confuse those. They'll say that, you know, atheists don't believe in God, agnostics don't believe in God, which I, I think you could say is true, but there is a distinction to be made, right? Like atheists they they reject the 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 belief because of a you know a lack of evidence or something but agnostics would be open to the idea or they say you know a higher power might be plausible but you know i I, i'm not sure like do you think that that's a correct way of putting that or and do you think that there's a misunderstanding so i i think yeah i think you pretty much hit it on the nail um i think i think yeah for there for the most part, what I've seen in my in my experience is that people who say they're atheists and they're they're adamant atheists, right? Mm-hmm. These people they're they're very skeptical. Um, they're very uh, they they're very firm in saying, yeah, I don't I don't believe in God. I believe there's no God. Um, and and they have the reasons, right? They they'll tell you all the reasons why they think that there's no God and you, and usually, and I, I, it breaks my heart really when I have conversations with atheists about, about their atheism, because, because like more often than not, I find that they're very depressed and very miserable. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, there, I would say there's a distinction between atheism and agnostics. Agnostics are people who usually they're, they're, they either didn't grow up in religion they didn't, or they're, sometimes they're very scientific, right? My dad's actually agnostic and he, you know, agnostics say, well, I'm just going to live my life the way I think is right. I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to follow a, my conscience, the moral code. I'm going to follow the law, right? But really, you know, God is like more of a gray area. Like I... There could be gods. There could be a god. Who really knows for sure? Did anyone? Did anyone come down and say, "Oh, I'm God. Like worship me"? Did anyone? That that's kind of the agnostic attitude. And um, I suppose uh, you said that you know from your experience that atheists tend to 
to be depressed or, or I don't know if you could also say, I mean, there, there maybe there's nothing grounding them, I guess. And that's the reason why they're, the, they're depressed. And so there's people like, like Sam Harris, for example, who, who's an atheist. He wrote a book called um, Letter to a Christian Nation about essentially why uh, he's not a Christian and why it's like, you know, belief in religion is like potentially like dangerous, I, I guess, for, for people to believe in. And, but one, something that's interesting about him is, and there's actually an interview where he spoke at a church with a pastor about this. And he said that he believes that while he doesn't believe in God, he still thinks that spirituality and meditation are very important. And he's trying to seek ways to disconnect that sort of experience from religion and so do you think that that that's possible to to sort of achieve that mental state where where you you sort of have that thing that grounds you in the universe while at the same time it doesn't require um adherence to a particular religion oh that's that's a that's a really good question um so all right that there's a lot to unpack there so there are two approaches that a person can have, right? When deciding what they're going to believe about life and death and God and spirituality and religion, there are two approaches. The first approach is, is confirmation bias. It's, I, be, I already believe what I believe and I'm just gonna look for information to support what I already believe. That's the first approach. And they're going to develop long, lengthy, persuasive arguments to really make sure you know this is what I believe and why I believe it. That's the first approach. The second approach is asking this question. The question is not, is it pleasant, right? The question is, is it true? Um, and so... Like you said, I mean, there, there, there are thousands, thousands of world religions, and mm -hmm. there's so many. There, and each one of these religions, right? They say, "This is a way. This is a way of life. This is a. This is what we think is true. This is a truth of life." Um, that's that's kind of the claim. It's this is a way of life, right? Mm -hmm. um, meditation, spirituality. This is a way to ground yourself. This is a way to have inner peace, right? This is a way to grow as a person, right? Now, so, so for me, what sets Christianity apart from any other, any other religion, is what Jesus said in John 14, verse 6, John chapter 14, verse 6, where he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so, right, he didn't say, I am a way, right? He said, I am the way. He, he's right. in essence saying, the true way of life is through me. It's a claim 
of exclusivity. He's saying, in effect, the only way, the only way to come to God is through me. And so for me, I can, yeah, I, I listen, I, I study meditation. I study forms of Eastern meditations. I've, uh, I've studied Buddhism. I've studied Hinduism. All right. I, I've studied these different types of spirituality, like new age spirituality, law of attraction, right? Um, I've studied those and I found like, it's, it's a way, this is a way to live your life. (laughs) Um, this is a path to enlightenment. Um, but when I look at Jesus, I see something totally different where he goes, no, that this is the way like any other way is the wrong way. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, does that does that kind of answer your question? Yeah, yeah, it does. And, and I was going to follow up and, you know, I previously had um, Mike on and we, I, I sort of asked him about, you know, could you differentiate Christianity from all of the, the other world religions? And I believe there's, obviously he was basing it on the book, Mere Christianity. And um, essentially C.S. Lewis breaks down the five major religions and there's that funnel that you go through. The first is you have to establish, you know, okay, we can all believe that we adhere to a greater objective morality. Then after that, it's like, all right, now you're presented with five options, like, and which are you going to choose to believe in? And then he details that. So I, I think that that offers some more insight into that as well. So I think that that's a, that was a perfect synopsis of that. And also, um, yeah, the, 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 the spirituality ver- kind of being separate from religion is I think very, very interesting, but, and I also really enjoyed what you had to say about that. When we were speaking earlier, we talked about sort of controversial teachings, uh, that are found within the Bible that tend to veer skeptical people away because obviously, you know, our, our social, uh, standards have evolved quite a lot. Now the, the trend is that, you know, we need to be as, uh, inclusive and tolerant as possible to everyone, uh, regardless of their, their superficial characteristics. And, and I think anyone, uh, any reasonable person can get behind that. Um, but then, and another point that, um, Sam Harris made in that one book, um, letter to a Christian nation was about, you know, there are are a lot of things like within the 10 commandments, like, you know, rape is left out, torture is left out. You know, there are instances where, um, like slavery is encouraged and like homosexuality is condemned and, you, you know, uh, and, and of course, many Christians will also oppose um, abortion and things like that. So I'm curious if you had someone who approached you and I said, and I know that you said that um, apologetics is, um, is, is not necessarily um, uh, uh, your strong suit, but if we had to sort of approach this from like a macro level, um, what, what do you think your, your, your response would be to to someone who is interpreting the Bible very strictly and saying like you know if if someone like commits this sin then then that is just you know it's evil and and therefore Christianity can't get behind it. I'm curious what your 
um, what your thoughts on are all of that. I know that's not really one clear question, but um, I don't know anything that's there. Um, go ahead. <laughs> Those are really important, important um, topics. I mean, uh, there, there are people who, who, who have these questions, who have these tough questions. And, and I, there are people with these questions who are really genuine with their concerns, right? Um, you mm -hmm. know, people who will read the scripture, like in the Old Testament, they'll go, Ugh, like, God just destroyed some, like a whole group of people. He just killed them all. Like, why would I want to follow a God like that? Like, mm -hmm. how is a God like that even good? Right? Or this God condones slavery? Like, I don't want to follow a God like that. Um, and, and then you have other people who um, who do oppose uh, Christianity because they they hate it, right? They it, they're you could call them like deconstructionists, or um, where they read the Bible through this really critical and hyper analytical lens to in order to somehow debunk the entire Bible. Like we're gonna debunk this thing, we're gonna debunk right. this worldview right here, right now, right. Um, mm -hmm. And, and, and then, and then you see things happening, right? In the current day, you have the Pope, right? Uh, who comes out and he is, for some reason, we say the Pope is the spokesperson for the church, right? Uh, they're the Catholic church. Uh, um, and he comes out and he says, you know, homosexuality is not a sin. Um, and we welcome people who are in the LGBTQ community. Um, but then you have other, other Christians who say, Oh no, homosexuality is a sin. It's very clear in Leviticus. They quote Leviticus. They quote, um, you know, Paul, uh, in the new Testament, the apostle Paul say, no, homosexuality is a sin. Um, and we're going to stand by it. Right. And, and then you have, then you even have like, the Methodist church, right? And the Methodist church is like splitting over this, this one issue. There's like this huge division happening. And um, the truth is wherever there is sin, there is division. Um, and so kind of what, what we're, what I think the heart of this question uh, or this statement really is, it's like, okay, what, where where can we really agree <laughs> right mm -hmm. like what what can we really agree on um because right if if the gospel is true if the gospel that jesus preached is true then shouldn't all of his followers be united right mm -hmm. but it's seemingly there's a lot of hypocrisy seemingly you know christians sit around and they you know they they split hairs over theological and doctrinal nuances. Um, you know, Christians, you know, it, right. They, they're hateful, judgmental, condemning, right. They, all they seem to be able to do is condemn sin. Um, but, but when you look at Jesus and the gospel, he preached, he preached a message of love and forgiveness uh, and kindness and grace. Right. So, so where, so what's going on, right. Mm -hmm. Um, and how is it that, uh, you know, how is it that this God 
of the Bible, this God of the Old Testament, who all throughout the Old Testament, he's, you know, he's pouring out wrath. <laughs> he, he is, he's a judge, right? He is, um, he is strong and mighty. Um, and, and so how do we kind of reconcile all these different moving parts? Cause it's, it's a really complicated, it's super, super complicated, right? When you, yeah. when you and this is why I said earlier, I don't like talking about religion. I really don't like it. Like I, my whole life I've hated religion. And when I became a Christian, I hated it even more. And I still hate talking about it. I, I like, I don't like it because you can never be right. Okay. There's, there's always another point of view. There's always another opinion. There's always more depth to what you're talking about. There's all, there's always more understanding, more wisdom you could have. Right. And so there's always more knowledge that you don't have. Um, and so when it, when it comes down to the gospel, when it comes down to Jesus, this is why I love Jesus because Jesus makes it simple. He makes it really simple. Right. And, and he, he just, he gets to the heart of the matter. He gets to the core of the matter. Um, and, and so while, yeah, while, yeah, religion and the Bible is very vast, there's so many intricacies and it's beautiful, right? It's a beautiful, um, you know, theology is amazing. Doc, I love doctrine. I love theology. It's amazing. Um, it, 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 when you study these subjects, it, 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 I believe it expands your mind because you, you think these new thoughts that you've never thought before. Um, right. But what I would, what I would say to anybody listening who is a skeptic, is a doubter, is really put off by the hypocrisy they've seen in the church, uh, or people who have been even hurt by like church abuse, um, people who have interpreted the scriptures incorrectly. And uh, instead of using the, the, the word of God as a way to bring life, they've instead used it as a weapon to beat people up. Basically people I, I've seen this so many times where people have used the scriptures and twisted them and use them to beat people over the head and oppress people instead of liberate them. Um, and so what I would say to anyone in that category is don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Um, right. Cause when you get into learning about Jesus, you realize that it's messy. Like it was a, it was a wreck. <laughs> okay. Like when you look at the people Jesus associated with, he, he, he associated with sinners, tax collectors. He associated with lepers, the mentally ill. He, he associated with the poor, the hungry, the blind, the lame, the deaf, right? Uh, he, he actually associated with demon possessed people. He regularly cast out demons. Um, he actually, he associated with, um, with promiscuous women. Um, that's, that's like something that we know about Jesus and the adulterous, right? Right. Right. Like yeah. the woman caught in adultery or mm -hmm. the woman by the well who had been divorced five different times. 
that he right. associated with these women. Um, and, and so when you really look at the life of Jesus, you see that Jesus surrounded himself with imperfect people who were deeply flawed, who didn't have all the answers, whose, whose lives were in shambles. And, and, and Jesus breaks in on the scene and everyone loves him. They all love him. Like these sinners, right? Quote unquote sinners, these, these, these human beings, they love him. And, and Jesus becomes this really popular figure um, of, of his day. And, and, and I, I really want to say this because uh, I think it's important to note, especially when we talk about religion, is that the people who had the biggest problems with Jesus were the religious leaders. Mm-hmm. It, it, were the, it was the people who, who were very academic in their understanding of God. It, it, was, it was these, like you could, like it, the, the names of these religious leaders were called the scribes, or the Pharisees, the Sadducees, right? These people who, they were career ministers. Um, mm-hmm. they, they, they went to seminary, right? They were yeah. biblical scholars. Um, and, and they were denoted as these, you know, people who were moral, who were virtuous, who were, you know, Bible believing, Bible following, law and order people who, we you know, when they enter the room, you know, you salute them, right? You, you give them a round of applause. They get the best seats in, in church. You know, they, they, uh, you know, they wear these, these nice clothes, you know, they're, they're, at, they're, they're these, at, you're supposed to admire them, right? And it was these people who were strongestly opposed to Jesus. In fact, Jesus was harshest to these people. <laughs> like the harshest words you find in the, in the New Testament of Jesus talking to anyone or, or to these people. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, just to wrap, to wrap this up, uh, yeah. is just that it starts with Jesus. Christianity starts and ends with Jesus. And if you have questions or doubts or even criticisms, get to know Jesus, get to know what he taught, how he lived, and 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 what he was really all about. And I believe I believe that all of your questions will be answered and all of the doubts and moving parts in your mind that that seems so complicated that seem impossible to categorize they they will fall into their proper place when when you when you when you see him and know him thanks so much for listening to this episode be sure to follow the show on all of your favorite streaming platforms and you can also watch new episodes released every week